So we are in the book of um, Matthew. Matthew. Good. And, oh, last week, last week, where did Jesus go? On a mountain. On a mountain, right? And then what did he start doing there in Matthew 4, right? That's where we were last week. I think it was, no, it was Matthew 5, Matthew 5. Yep. Talking to his disciples. He's talking to his disciples. Well, it's probably more than just his 12 disciples there. There's probably like more disciples there. Uh, but I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that last week. So he's talking to a bunch of people who are following him, his disciples, right? And then he said, uh, and you remember some famous words, well, they're like, he said something over and over again. Well, Luke said the words. What were they? Yeah. Oh, because he, cause, yes. God said the words. He spoke through me. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember any of them? Uh, weep. Yeah, okay, but, but, that, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks. And he said, what did he say about those who weep? Boom, right? He said, blessed are this. Blessed are the meek. Yeah, good. And he said, blessed are uh, the pure in heart. Right? He said a bunch of these things. And then th- that, that as Jesus was on the mountain, that was just kind of the beginning to this whole thing. You're doing it now too. To this whole um, sermon that Jesus was going to preach on this mountain. And it's kind of known as a sermon on the mount. Have you guys ever heard that before? So this week... Jesus is teaching. He's continuing to teach, and now, and he teaches about all sorts of things. Okay, he teaches about, um, he says, teaches about salt and light, and about anger, about lust, divorce, oaths, retaliation. Teaches about loving your enemies. Where we're gonna do, we're gonna be there next week. But this week, um, we're gonna see Jesus teaching, and we're gonna see that righteousness. Okay, righteousness begins with knowing Jesus. Did you know? Did you say that? Did you say that? She did, almost. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Knows begins with Jesus. Yes, righteousness begins with knowing Jesus or Jesus. That's fine, too. Good job, Jewel. Great work. Okay, so as we read this passage and as we talk today, uh, and as you're in your small group, keep this in mind that righteousness begins with knowing Jesus. Okay? Not knowing about Jesus or uh, knowing all the right things about Jesus, but righteousness begins with actually knowing Jesus. All right, good, Jewel. Back in the front row, copying my hands. All right, so this is Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. Matthew 5, 17 through 20, yeah? Uh, so, yeah, let Luke read. I'm going to read it this time, just to give, just to give our actors a break, because they've been, they've been working pretty hard the past few weeks. Okay, so this is Matthew 5, 17 through 20. Jesus is still on this mountain, and he's preaching to his disciples, okay? And this is what he says. This is what Jesus says. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for uh, your words to us. Thank you for your word. Um, Help us to learn today. Um, And not just to learn about you. Um, Well, would that be the case as well? But more than anything, would you help us to personally really know you?
today, know that you are alive and living and that you desire to have a relationship with us, uh, to know us, and that we get to uh, go with you in this relationship. It's not something that is just up in the sky, but it's actually you are here right now and you are living in us and among us. Um, and so we just ask that this would be a very real truth for us this morning, this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what a morning. Um, all right. Have you guys, have you guys, I'm sure you have, all right, but have you guys ever wanted to do something really bad, but you knew it was wrong? Like, you knew something was wrong, but you're like, I really want to do that. Maybe. All right. It could be like a serious thing, but also when I was younger, I, uh, my little brother, Isaiah, probably met him before, maybe some of you. I used to, he used to be like in a completely different place than me, like in the house. I'd be like, like upstairs playing games and he'd be in the basement playing games and all of a sudden, I would just get this urge to be like, I'm gonna, I gotta walk downstairs and annoy Isaiah. I just gotta go do that real quick. And I knew it was wrong, right? I was like, it's, it's wrong to annoy my brother, to go downstairs and just provoke him and intentionally just like wreak havoc on his life. I knew it was wrong, but something in me was just like, I gotta do that. I'm bored. I gotta do that. So I'd consciously make the decision to walk down the steps and I'd see him and I'd just, I'd see him. Do I got to separate you guys? You, I'll move you to the third row. Um, and I'd see him, and I'd see him, and I'd be like, all right, it's go time. I know. And I'd be like, this is my last choice. You know, this is my last chance to be like, I'm going to decide to do what's right and walk back up those stairs or say, Isaiah, great. You're doing great. Instead, I go in there and I say something to intentionally provoke him. You know, maybe some of you as siblings get that. All right. But that's kind of like a lighter example. I mean, I guess it's also serious. Yes, Luke? No, copying me. Everyone's copying me. All right. Last chance, buddy. Um, you too. You too, buddy. But but sometimes there's more serious things, right? Like we know something is wrong, but we do it anyway, right? Sometimes we make that conscious decision to do the thing that we know is wrong, right? That's something that's true of all of us. Or maybe, maybe sometimes there's been a time where you've been like confused about what the right thing to do is. Like for me personally, when I was in high school, there was a point where I, um, was maybe going to change. Go, I was in a public school and I was considering going to a private school. And I was like, I don't know if I should stay or leave. Like, I don't know what the right thing to do is. And maybe that wasn't, maybe that wasn't like a morally right thing or wrong. Maybe, maybe there were parts to it that were where maybe I was like running away from like public school and, and people there. And, Maybe it wasn't really good for me, but I didn't know like what was what, what the right thing or the wrong thing to do was. I was I was confused on what was right and wrong, right, and what was good for myself and what was good for others. All right, and I think this this is something I'm trying to say. Okay, we all do thi- we all do things that are wrong, even when we know that they're wrong, right? Sometimes we just know that something's wrong and we do it, and we all do that. We all do that. But also sometimes we don't know we don't know like what the right thing to do is. Sometimes we don't actually know if it's right or wrong, what we're doing. We're like confused. There's this unknown of what is actually the right thing to do here, right? There's both those things, that we do things that are wrong, but also sometimes we're just confused about what is good and what was what is bad, what is right and wrong. All right. <clears throat> so we all do things that are wrong, even when we know that they're wrong, right? But Jesus is telling us here, okay? We see Jesus telling us in this passage, just he's telling us just how important right and wrong are, okay? Or the, the words that he used here is he, he's, he's telling us just how important the law is, okay? And Jesus isn't talking about like 
necessarily like when we think about the law, we think about like these legal systems, right? And like these laws that are in place. But what Jesus is talking about here when he says the law is he's talking about the this Israelite law, this Old Testament law. And so those were like the Ten Commandments were part of it. But they also had they had they had different kinds of laws. They had laws for like keeping people safe in their communities. They had like just general laws and moral laws, like the Ten Commandments. They had all different types of laws, and that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying these laws are very important. These laws are very important, right? And we see that in verse 18, right? What Jesus says this, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, so not even a little speck will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Like that's how important this this law is that Jesus is talking about. That's how important it is to actually like, Jesus is, is placing this, this mega importance. It's not like this wishy-washy kind of wall. He says there's not even a speck that will pass. It's not, it's not some sort of kind of wishy-washy law that Jesus is talking about, okay? And then, but he doesn't just stop there. And then in verse 19, Jesus says that even like the seemingly small and insignificant laws be held with a lot of importance, right? He says this in verse 19. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Like these, these law, Jesus is saying that these laws are so important uh, that following them or not following them, it's actually, it actually has an impact on our future, right? He talks about if someone relaxes even the least of one of these laws, like the a law that maybe you have no idea why it's there or why it's, it seems in, insignificant, Jesus says that it actually has like an impact on, on the future, on this kingdom of heaven. Right? He says, whoever relaxes one of least these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. That's how important the law is, is that it doesn't just have an impact now, but it has some sort of eternal impact in this kingdom of heaven. Right? And then going on, Jesus doesn't just stop there trying to tell us how important these laws are and this law is of the Old Testament that these Israelites knew. But he says that the expectations in verse 20, the expectations are so high that our, that our righteousness or the, the people he's talking to and us to, it must exceed the righteousness of those who are known as the most righteous people. In verse 20, he says, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's how righteous the expectations are for following the law. That's what Jesus says. Right, the scribes and the Pharisees, what do you guys know about them? I don't know anything. That's maybe significant, relevant to this passage. What's up, Sean? Yeah. Everybody saw them and was like, man, we install only this guy. And like they had this reputation of being the absolute holiness. Yeah. You couldn't be more holy than those guys. Mm-hmm. And they can portray that in a way that they do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the scribes and the Pharisees. They were they were like known as the most righteous and holy people. Even though maybe they weren't, 
in their hearts. That's what they, that's what the reputation that they had was. They knew everything that was right to do. They followed uh, all these laws. They even they even made up laws to follow, and they followed those too. Like they these guys were the the righteous people within the the Jewish community. Like they they knew everything. They 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 perfectly followed the law outwardly. And Jesus says, "For I tell you, unless your righteousness." exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Like that's, that's how important Jesus is telling us that the law is. Right? In, in, in the beginning, in verse 17, Jesus says, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. Like Jesus didn't come to do away with all this, to say all that Old Testament stuff, it's irrelevant, you can get rid of it, we don't need it anymore. Right, but he actually he tells us how important it is here, how important it is to to do what is right and to live this way. All right, but I think we we need to see something here that's really important. Okay, because as I as I read this and I read about how important this law and following these this law and doing what is right and knowing what is right and wrong, as I read this, I'm like. As I think back to earlier what we were talking about, I don't always I know sometimes what's right. And I choose not to do it. Or I know something's wrong and I choose to do it. Right? And sometimes I don't know what's right and wrong. And Jesus says, like, these expectations that Jesus is putting on this, this law and following this law, it's like scary. Because I don't feel like my righteousness exceeds that of the most holy people, of the most righteous people. And so it's scary. But I think we need to, we need to, we can't miss something in verse 18. Okay? That is so relevant to this passage. All right? Jesus says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law. Okay? I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Alright? I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And like I was saying before, I think these expectations that Jesus has for the law, they seem high. They are high. I mean, they seem strict, right? They even seem impossible for us to perfectly follow. To, to be perfect, in a sense. To, to follow all these things that Jesus, that God commands of us and because we, we mess up. And and we do what's wrong, right? We don't always know what's right or wrong. And I think that's that's what's so amazing about this passage and Jesus' words here is that it doesn't say that we fulfill the law, right? It doesn't say that I Jesus doesn't say I came to abolish I did not come to abolish a law, but instead you fulfill it. He says, I fulfill it. Jesus says that he has fulfilled the law. Right? It's fulfilled with Jesus, who is the source of goodness. And so I think that teaches us something important. Okay? Yes, Jesus tells us how important he's putting like this importance on this law here, but we actually need to remember that there's some there's something greater than the law. There's something greater than all these rules and knowing knowing what's right and wrong and always doing what's right and wrong. And there's actually a source of that. Okay? Something that all of that, all of the law is fulfilled in, and that's Jesus. Right, kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, right? We're going to see that righteousness begins with knowing Jesus. Righteousness doesn't begin with the law. It doesn't begin with knowing the law and doing the law perfectly, but righteousness begins with knowing Jesus who has fulfilled the law. So instead of of running to the law or to what's right and wrong for a sense of like goodness or inner goodness, we can actually run to Jesus. And I think that's what Jesus is showing us here. Right? Righteousness Goodness, knowing right and wrong, begin with knowing Jesus. 
because he has fulfilled the law. Remember, we're going to answer this question. We're going to try to. Okay, maybe we can do this more in small groups too, but so what? So what? Righteousness begins with knowing Jesus, but so what? I think there's there's some kind of applications that we can do, that we can kind of say right here, and maybe you can think about a little more in small groups or just as, as your night goes on. Okay? The first thing, don't be tricked into thinking that you can do everything right by yourself or with your own power. Okay? Don't be tricked into thinking that you are going to be perfect and that, and that you can by your own might and power. All right? Because that is impossible. We are all broken and we all do what's wrong, even when we know what's wrong. Right? And also don't be tricked into thinking that your worth is tied to your goodness and all the things that you know. Like that's your worth isn't isn't tied to all the answers you know or all the things that you do perfectly. Right? And I don't want you guys to hear this passage and think that you are the one who has to fulfill the law. I think that that is a a fruit of actually something greater. Right? Of knowing right and wrong and doing what's right isn't the goal, but it's actually a fruit of knowing Jesus. Because when we, we can go to Jesus for righteousness, we can go to Jesus to know what's right and wrong and for the power to do good. That's the source of where we find the power and strength to do what's right and wrong. It doesn't begin with just doing those things by our own might, but it actually begins with knowing Jesus personally. And so the so what today is, how can you know Jesus personally? How how can you leave even tonight and know that Jesus is with you and that you get to go with Jesus? And that's the starting point. It's not that your worth is tied to everything that you can do good. It's not that you can do everything good and right by your own power, but it's actually that Jesus actually lives inside of you and with you. And that is where we find righteousness, is in knowing Jesus. That's the starting point. That's the beginning. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you fulfill the law, that that burden isn't on us, because we can't. We can't, we can't know everything that is right and wrong. We're confused often. And even when we're not confused, when we know the difference between right and wrong, we often decide to do what's wrong. We often shy away from doing what's right. We thank you that it's not up to us, um, but it's actually up to you. And you offer to us righteousness and goodness um, simply by knowing you. And we also ask that you would just shape us and change us, that as we go with you, as we know you personally, that you would continue to grow us and shape us to be more like you, um, to love you and to love those around us well. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.